while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight. Marcus, it's going to be a long, fun night. It's going to be a long, fun night. And uh, by the way, um, Associated Press already called the uh, governor's race for Healy about a minute after the polls closed. So um, uh, congrats to Governor-elect Healy. We're joined now by uh, District Attorney in Bristol County, Tom Quinn. Good day, Quinn. Oh, are you there? Can you hear me? Yes. 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 Congratulations, Mr. District Attorney. Thank you. <clears throat> so um, the results are coming in now. Uh, there are some open DAs. There's an open DAs race in Barnstable County. Uh, DA Tim Cruz is being challenged in uh, in Plymouth County. You're one of the few uh, d- district attorneys without a general election challenge. Um, do you have any thoughts on the other open D- uh, the other district attorneys races across the Commonwealth? Uh, no, other than I mean, I think it's. So in all these races, DA and not, it's up to the people to decide uh, who they want to represent them as district attorneys and in other offices. Um, I had the opportunity during the primary, you know, to get out myself and meet uh, people, uh, engage with them, and especially coming off of COVID. So uh, right. uh, I myself was happy to get out there again, campaign. Uh, meet with people. People are very supportive, uh, even during the past few weeks, seeing them out in public and especially leading up to the election. Uh, so I think uh, it, it's, you know, I think you have to give credit to anybody who puts their hat in the ring, yes. especially the, these days, and uh, puts themselves out there uh, uh, so that the people can, you know, uh, view, uh, you know, what their positions are and, and vote. So, uh I, I felt invigorated being myself out in the campaign. I'm sure the other candidates leading up to the general election uh, doing the same thing, out uh, trying to make their positions known and uh, uh, do the best they can to uh, win. We're speaking with uh, District Attorney Tom Quinn, who was just uh, reelected. Um, Tom, you, you've had a number of major initiatives uh, in, in the last couple of years. Um, as I'm thinking about it, what are you going to be focusing on other than the inevitable of crime that's so unfortunate a reality? But I know like that the the, um, the cold cases that you've worked on, will that be a continued focus going forward? Uh, yes, it will. Uh, the uh, people are very, very responsive to that when I'm out and about, but I think... Uh, our cold case initiative that now has broadened to uh, missing persons and uh, uh, unidentified bodies this is something we'll continue to work on and focus on. Um, if we're ho- hopefully in some of these cases, families, family members can get answers whether someone died as a result of foul play or not. But uh, on a number of fronts, we'll continue to put put forth our cold case initiative. Um, I'm very pleased that uh, hopefully. In the beginning of the year, we'll have uh, had all of the rape kits tested that uh, were not fully tested by the state lab. Uh, in our county, it was well over 1,100. So that's some, that's a problem 
came aware of, tackled, and well, again, we're on track to have all of those kits fully tested uh, uh, by an independent lab. That was another one of our initiatives. So we're going to continue to do the job, improve what we can, and uh, again, just continue to do the best we can, especially trying to clear up the backlog of cases uh, that has result- that have occurred as a uh, pandemic. So we're speaking with District Attorney uh, Tom Quinn, who was just reelected uh, today. So you you won your election uh, your your primary pretty resoundingly, um, and I know you you know you you did you did campaign hard for it. You didn't take it for granted, even though it seemed like it was a fait accompli for your opponent um, uh, from the get go. Uh, what did it mean to you to have such a strong victory in the primary? Well, it was very gratifying because I did work hard, but I thought I think people uh reflection of the good work that the office has done. Uh, I've tried to be about doing the job, you know, starting initially with the, the uh, Aaron Hernandez prosecution when I first came into office. Um, right. Working on a cold case initiative, uh, my elder uh, fraud uh, and abuse initiative uh, to protect our senior citizens. Uh, through prosecution and prevention. Um, as you've indicated, I said, the rape kits, the cold case initiatives, confidently prosecuting cases. Uh, we did over a little over a year, over 20 murder trials, which is unheard of. Uh-huh. We've done uh, several on, you know, one ongoing now the next few weeks. Uh, so I think it's about doing the job. That's the agenda that I have. I don't have any other agenda. And People have been very responsive to it, and I think that was reflected in the results. So, yeah, actually, the we're, you talked about this. This was an issue during the campaign, the solve rate for uh, murders. Uh, people don't know you actually, um, you know, you have uh, state police uh, basically in your office that do the investigations for murder cases in Bristol County. So the fact that those get to trial, uh, just the fact that they get to trial, that they have enough probable cause to get there, uh, is in and of itself an accomplishment. Yes, it is. I mean, you, you know, charging the cases is one thing, but also bringing them to trial and hopefully having successful results in the cases. Um, ultimately, it's up to the jury. But uh, you know, we've char- you know, as indicated during the campaign, we're now approaching eight years where almost every murder case has been charged. Uh, it's over ninety percent. Uh, and we'll continue to work on that, putting resources. We have a state police unit. I oversee, our office oversees the uh, investigation and charging of all homicides, and I'm personally involved in that, uh, and uh, as is ongoing, frankly, over the weekend. And uh, right. we work well. We, I have a state police unit that is part of my office. We also work with each of the individual departments as a team uh, to investigate these cases, utilizing advanced technology, which I've invested in, uh, which is critical to solving these cases. So, and that's very important to the community. The community does not want murderers on the loose, uh, who could obviously hurt other people. So, right. very proud of that. We'll continue to focus on that and uh, investigate these cases as best we can. No, we're speaking with uh, Tom Quinn, who was just uh, overwhelmingly reelected to the district attorney's uh, job. Tom, I, I brought this up during the primary, um, not to put you on the couch, but you have an incredibly intense job. I can't imagine everything I read in the paper comes across your desk. Every horrible crime, tragedy, uh, and even crimes, as we talked about, the cold case that happened 
decades before you were in office. Um, how do you deal, honestly, with all of that human misery and suffering that is key to your job? Well, I don't, you know, from a human perspective, it can be difficult to be, uh, deal with these situations on a human level. I mean, over the weekend, we've had several serious incidents. Uh, it was a terrible uh, motor vehicle accident yesterday in Taunton. A uh, woman's life was caused for absolutely no reason out, you know, uh, outrageous behavior on the part of a defendant. Um so it's not easy. I mean, that's why it's a difficult job because, again, you're dealing with a lot of unpleasant things. Everything's unpleasant, right? <laughs> really? Know, most, most of it. Yeah. Most of it is. But I think what makes it not pleasant but uh, gives you um, uh, incentive to continue, I think, is working together as a team in the office. I think the, the response of victims, uh, when you do the best you can for them, I try to meet with them uh, in, in so lot of these crimes, especially the most serious crimes. When the public is out there saying to me, hey, I think you're doing a good job. We really appreciate what you're doing. You know, I voted for you. That gives you, that gives me, uh, uh, you know, I think uh, the incentive and the, uh, uh, what word am I looking for? Um uh, you know, a push forward, you know, right. uh, you know, when you're dealing with these things and, you know, like you said, there's a lot, of, you know, it's not, everything is not negative, but there are pressures on, you know, pressures on you in the end, people are looking for when a case is charged, even sometimes be investigated, people are looking at you for answers. Sure. You don't necessarily have the precise or satisfactory answer all the time, but we try to do a professional job in handling cases and investigating matters. Um, as I said before, I, my focus is on doing the job. That's what I've been about. And, uh, you know, I think the encouragement from the public uh, is, is very helpful in, you know, pushing you forward to continue in the job and working. And I think... Uh, that, that there's a lot of satisfaction uh, that comes from that. I'm appreciative, very appreciative of that. Uh, District Attorney Tom Quinn, we appreciate you coming uh, joining us tonight on election night. Congrats on your reelection, and we look forward to talking with you uh, going forward on on some of the stuff, uh, some of the work you're doing over there at the DA's office. Thanks so much, Tom. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for having me on, gentlemen. Right. Thank you. Have a good night. So that was District Attorney Tom Quinn. Right. Um, I think he's doing a good job. Look, I. It's one of these fascinating things. I was thinking about it during the primary, primarily, um, not to beat up on his opponent, but I was just thinking, it's a very difficult job, and will she be capable of doing it, you know? Yeah. Um, you see a lot of, you know, I see these district attorneys, I just think, their entire day, yeah. there's never going to be a good news. Right. In, in speaking of that, we're actually going to we're actually gonna get uh, results in the, the Plymouth County District Attorney's uh, race, too. Beautiful. Yeah. 508-996-0500. Good evening. You're live. Hi, my name's Ernesto Bello, and I just wanted to call in to complain about uh, my experience today at the polls. Okay. Tell us uh, about so it. I use, uh, so I live on West Clinton Street, um, adjacent to Buttonwood Park, and uh, that used to be my polling station was uh, the senior center at Buttonwood Park. Um, they recently moved me over to Hathaway School. Um, on Court Street. And uh, so I went there this morning. 
uh, at about eight, just a little after eight in the morning. Um, I walked in. Hello, are you there? Yes. Yep, sorry. Go ahead. Technical difficulties. Yeah. So I, I, I walked in. Um, I was greeted by uh, 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 a, a lady, uh, a senior, um, and uh, she asked me my name. I gave her. I abruptly gave her my name and my address. Um, she crossed it off with her ruler, and then uh, she handed me the, the two ballots. Um, when I proceeded to walk away to go to the, my voting booth, she asked me my name again and my, uh, my, my address. And I, I found it a little odd okay. um, because she had already crossed off my name. And um, I told her, I said, I already gave you my name. My name I mean, I proceeded to tell her my name and my address. And then I walked to the, to the booth. While I'm sitting at the booth, which was approximately 10 feet from her, 15 feet from her, she, um, I heard her tell the lady, I said, uh, I think I only gave him one ballot. You might want to check if he got one or two. So the ballot for the city and the ballot for the state and the federal. And um, because of the MBTA. Okay. Um. I found it odd. The lady, excuse me, I'm in my ballot box. Uh, I, yes, I do have both ballots. Okay. Thank you. And I proceeded to fill out my ballots. When I got to the uh, to the to the machine, they told me that the machine was broken and that I needed to insert the ballots um, into a, a deposit box that was directly be, below the machine. Um that was registering ballots, which I found kind of odd that I, I I didn't understand. Like, why would you be putting ballots just below a machine that was accepting ballots? Right. right. And I mean, I, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I asked this question, like, you know, there's enough doubt in our elections today that why are we putting ballots? in a machine directly below a registration machine, why would they not have a separate box it, it, if the machine is broken? You know, and, I, and I'm not a doubter. I'm, you know, I don't, I don't think there's some conspiracy out there. But I do question, I mean, it, it just adds to of course. the doubt that we have today. And, uh, and, and then once I'm done that, I go to walk away and I ask for a sticker. And the lady behind me, the lady that had asked me my name originally, asked me again my name and my address, and she was holding a piece of paper and a pen that had nothing to do with the, the actual registry. Like she was wanting my name and my and, and my address separate, like almost like she wanted to know who I was separately from. The, the voter registration. So, so this is when you, this is when you, you you deposited the ballot into the, into the box that they had separate from the machine. That's what you're saying. Then you were going no, to check out separate from the machine, directly below the machine. Directly below the machine. Okay. Yes, I slid my ballot into a a, a, a slot directly below the ballot machine, not in a box adjacent, not in an independent box, but. In the same box that I believe that would be registering ballots through the machine. 
and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so, right. you know, far from it, but it, it just, it, it leads other people that are doubters, you know, which I believe totally in our democracy, to, to question our democracy, like, to, to question our, the validation of our... So, of they our told election. you the machine was broken? Yes. Okay. And they, not only did they tell me the machine was broken, I called the, the, the uh, president of the city council, uh, uh, Ian Abu, and I told him that, and he said, all right, it, it, Ernie, I really don't want to get involved in this, and you should probably call the, the, and he gave me a number to call, and I called them, and they told me that there were six other machines broken in the city. Do you know what you called? Was that the Secretary of State's office or the elections office? How many other machines were broken in the city? Six. According six? to the lady I spoke to, six. And it was actually a New Bedford number, and it was uh, for the... I, I, I honestly, I, I could give you the number. Um, 979-508-979. Yeah, that's the city hall number. Okay. Yeah, that's the city hall number. Yeah. And, and they told me that there were six machines that were currently broken or malfunctioning that needed to be addressed. That's uh, that's a big concern. For me. That, that is sure. That is a concern for sure. And around what time was this, Ernie? Um, when, when this happened to me, or yeah. when I actually called in? No, no. When you when you when you um, experienced this malfunction at the at the voting. What meeting. time did you go when you went in? What time? Roughly around eight o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. so this... which is a little scary because an hour after elections start, right? We have a problem in the city. Yeah. Yes. Right. And apparently they had six of them at least. And, and I need to I need to be perfectly clear. Uh, I believe in our democracy. I, I do not believe that there's a conspiracy to overturn elections. I just have a serious problem with the fact that we can't get our stuff together in a city of 100,000 voters. Yeah, look, that, that sounds to be um, abnormal. And uh, doesn't make you a conspiracy theorist because it happened to you, right? Right. And, and, and I called Ian this morning and I was like, damn, Ian, like, you know, like, there's so much doubt over our democracy. Um, there's so much uncertainty. And here we are at 8 o'clock in the morning having problems with our democracy, with, with our ability to deliver a clear election. Sir. You, uh, we appreciate you sharing your story with us. Uh, you're rightfully frustrated about this, and I think we are too, just as people who want everybody to encourage the vote. Uh, you know, we want to encourage everybody to vote, and that's why we have this show. So what we're going to do going forward is, after Election Day, we're, we're going to, I think, start shining a light on some stuff that might be happening uh, and make sure our elections are a lot more efficient so people can maintain uh, their faith in, in our in our democracy, especially our local democracy, which is very important to us. Um, I do appreciate... All, all, politics, all politics are local. Exactly. And it starts at home and it starts in our backyard. And I, I honestly believe that if we can't um, hold our public officials and, and locally accountable and transparent, then it, it, it makes it hard to do at a national level. Uh, uh, Ernie, we really appreciate your call. Thank you for, um, like I said, thank you. We're going to try to help uh, solve this issue. We really do appreciate your call. The phone lines are blowing up, so I think you've inspired some people uh, to call in and give their two cents as well. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. You have a good night. You as well. 508-996-0500. There's one line open now. 
Good evening. Hey, good evening. Uh, the gentleman brought up more questions and answers for me because as I'm listening to him, I'm thinking uh, the technology is great, the techno but the people that operate are probably the problem. And uh, it's sad, it's sad, so sad because uh, this took me way back to a chilling incident of the hanging chads in Florida yeah. and a man losing an election. Al yes. Gore petitioned the Supreme Court for six weeks and they finally said no. No, the election goes to Mr. Bush. And it was about hanging chads. It wasn't about the country, the problems of the country, or this or that. It came down to some manufactured hanging chads. Apparently, when they went through a machine, the chads would fill the space and the vote wouldn't be counted. Yeah. And there were many chads and this and that. And here we come Here we come right up now to we're voting with electronic media with machines. Okay? And uh, everybody talks about the country, the future of America is in the balance of this. Go to a hand ballot, <laughs> for Christ's sake. <laughs> the future of the country is hanging, but we're going to use electric machines. And we're going to mail in three years ahead of the election and stand in line. Uh, come and come and go as you please. And, uh, hey, you know, a cup is a cup is a cup that holds water, whether it's paper, plastic, ceramic, crystal, or whatever. Okay? That's water. We're talking about the future of the country, the world. <laughs> yeah. Democracy's the on the Ukraine. ballot. Yeah. No, but I... we can't do hand ballots like France. We can't do it. It's too much. Well, hey, look, get your priorities together. The elections are so important and every vote counts. Hand ballots. Okay. Thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. 508-996-0500. Good evening. Hey, Marcus. Hey, what's up, Pat? Um, I have a couple of questions. Uh, I know patience is a virtue, but do you think it'll be a while before we hear about Hodgkin and the... Um, yeah, it'll be a while. New Bedford's going to take a little bit to come in. Fall River won't be in for a little bit. You might probably That's why we, we're here till midnight. It might, it might take that long. Hopefully it's sooner, but we're here till midnight just because... So I've got some information. Oh, boy. <clears throat> now, I wouldn't give this out except that the polls are closed. All right. Okay. <clears throat> We're getting some numbers from New Bedford, okay? The person just called me. They're driving, okay? They're explaining to me what the numbers are getting out. Okay. Right now, they gave me some numbers on Tom and, um, and uh, Maya Haru. Um, very close. Very, very close. Um, and again, it's interesting because... These are some of the smaller precincts we, we've seen. So Tom's doing very well in Ward 1, but he's losing in other parts of the city. Okay. So I mean, I expected him to lose New Bedford. He um, lost New Bedford wow. against John Quinn. Right. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. But, but John Quinn is not from Attleboro. Good point. You know? Good point. Um, so I would say, Marcus, I think we're in for a long night. Yeah. Um, depends on how... So what you're saying is Tom's doing well in one, but he's not doing well anywhere, everywhere else. So Paul's doing well everywhere else. No, I'm not saying that because, oh, I, okay. because I only have a couple of precincts. Okay. Here I, okay. And I'm not even sure I, what we have. Okay. Because the guy is driving right now trying to read it off a piece of paper to me. I said, I'll call you back. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll get the call at the get, break. But I want you people to stick around. We're going to get some more numbers. Yeah. These are right awesome. off the tape, folks. Yep. So, uh, well, Pat... It's, Last question. Do any of those crazy guys like Herschel Walker and Dr. Oz have a chance? Yes, they do. Um, in fact, I've been hearing, I had an elections mapper on who said Dr. Oz looks likely to win. That's what he said, but I, I think, you know what I think is going to uh, help um, uh, uh, Fetterman is that um, the top of the ticket, you've got Shapiro and Doug Mastriano. 
And Doug Mastriano is a lunatic. So, um, and Shapiro's, Josh Shapiro is the attorney general of Pennsylvania. He's going to win that seat by a lot. So, I mean, Warnock and, 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 and Herschel Walker is going to be close. Uh, Fetterman and Oz are going to be close. Um, either of them can win. It's, uh, it's a legit toss up. Wow. Hey, yeah. Marcus, I'll be listening. Uh, Thanks for the call, Pat. We appreciate it. 508-99. Uh, you know what? One, you, you said you got numbers? You have numbers? Well, I got to call him back when he gets right. to where he's going. Let's, well, let's, let's take some more calls then. Good evening. Hey, how are you doing tonight? Good. Good. Uh, a couple things. One is when I went to vote, um, I went to put in my ballot, and I said, does it matter if it's face up or face down? And she goes, uh, one of the ladies working, and they were very cordial and everything, but they said, oh, it's working better face down. So I don't know what's up with that. Of course, I called the town hall about it and let them know and what precinct it was and so forth and so on. But, I mean, <laughs> that sounds awfully odd. It now, does. What's that again? No, I said I agree with you. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Okay, thank you. And then the other thing I've been reading um, tonight was uh, uh, tunnel the voting machines. And that's people uh, hacking into the voting machines. Now, I want to just pass on two things. I agree with a couple of gentlemen. Well, why don't we just have a regular paper ballot and they do it right there and end the vote at nighttime, you know? When Trump and Biden were running against each other, and there's more people in Pennsylvania than there is in Florida, Florida already had their counts already done. It took two or three days after Pennsylvania before they had their counts done. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I know. You know we, and, then, and, and then over in France, they had 30 million people counted in one day, done and over with. And other countries have told this government over here, our government, that um, the system that you got is flawed. And I agree <laughs> yeah. with it. Just carrying votes over like this. Why don't you just have the lottery commission do the voting instead of these machines? I would, have, I, would, I would have agreed with you up until yesterday. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the call. Thank you for the call. We appreciate right. it. Thank right, you. Folks, I've got, I've got some news, Marcus. Okay. Um, it's no surprise, but... The sheriff won the town of Dighton okay. uh, by a margin of 600 votes. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, and, um, again, some of these numbers are tentative. Um, we okay. are getting stuff so again. Sheriff, sheriff won Dighton by yes. a margin of 600. 600. Um, okay. The, um, the, other, the other precincts um, are um, um, very small numbers right now. Okay. Um, we're talking Tabor Mills, places like that. Okay. Um, not a lot of votes, but I will tell you that they're coming in pretty close to each other um, so far. But what we're looking for, of course, is Ward 6, Ward 5. Yeah. I haven't seen anything out of Ward 5 and 6 yet. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll try to get those numbers. Let's actually take a break now. And if you're on the line, stay on the line. We'll, we'll take your calls. Uh, 508-996-0500. Good evening. Yes, good evening. Good to hear you guys. Great show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad to hear that, that you guys are going to start looking into the local elections and maybe, uh, you know, just check things out because, uh, you know, I tried a few times to report on, on a couple of things and, um, you know, me, the Prito was uh, extremely sensitive and kind of publicly scolded me and, uh, was not too happy that we had reported that uh, that one of the machines w- were not working, and you know people were sending us pictures and messages. This was a while ago, um, you know. So we went down there ourselves and we saw the machine there, and and it wasn't operational or whatever. 
And, uh, you know, it's glad to hear that, 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 that you guys will be looking into it. It's, it's good to hear because it's, it's good to keep things honest and I'm not saying that anything is, is not honest, but it's nice to know uh, and verify, uh, you know, to, to as best as we can that, that everything's on the up and up. You know what I mean? Because people put their hearts and souls into these uh, campaigns. And, you know, I think we, we owe it to people to make sure that things are on the up and up, you know? Hey, th- thanks for calling. Thanks for the call, Carlos. Stay tuned. We thanks appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, and uh, we've got uh, Rep. Chris Markey on the line. Good evening. Hey, Marcus. Hey, Chris. Hey, hey what's up? How are you doing? Congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. I just wanted to uh, appreciate taking the call and just say thank you to uh, all the voters. Uh, obviously, it's a lot less stressful uh, in November than it was in September. But right. Yeah. Thank you for everyone. <laughs> So, uh, what um, what plans do you have for uh, Beacon Hill now that you're um, you're re- reelected? Well, I think the last time I was in, we were talking about it. One thing is uh, dealing with some of the farming stuff. Obviously, pushing the actual wind, uh, making sure that we're ready for that. Uh, then locally, we deal with the parallel part in New Bedford, and then also um, the traffic situation on Braley Road, trying to fix up fix the traffic at Pulaski School as well as uh, maybe utilize the Pulaski Park a little bit differently. So those couple of things. We're speaking with uh, Representative Christopher Markey, who was just re-elected uh, to the House of Representatives for another two years. Um, you um, you didn't have an opponent on the Republican side. You did have a primary opponent. Um, it's always dangerous to make forecasts, but how do you think the MBTA vote went today? Do you think that the city accepted joining the district? Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. Good. I, Good. I, I don't. I don't. I think people see the value in it. I, I've actually been perplexed by people saying that it's not good for the city. I mean, it's with the primary argument being my house is going to be too valuable. Uh, it doesn't make yeah, a lot no, of sense to I, me. Yeah. What's the what's what's the point? Isn't that the point? Is to <laughs> yeah. um, try to. Uh, increase the value in, uh, of things, uh, whether it be your house, whether it be your business, and you live a, uh, hopefully, a better life. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know why people, it's um, just illogical and it doesn't make any sense and it's contrary to what the principles of our country are based on. Correct. So, Correct. But, you know, I think the other part about what I'll be doing up there is trying to build relationships with we'll do. Attorney General, we have a new governor, a new lieutenant governor, um, a new auditor. So, you you um, actually, um, uh, so Maury Healy was, they called the race as soon as the polls closed. It was one of those elections. Um, but yeah. uh, what are you looking forward to with uh, Attorney General Healy? Uh, well, now Governor-elect Healy. I think just, you know, it, I found that she's very practical and pragmatic about things. Um, and you can look at the, the, the cases she brought when she was attorney general. Um, she looked at them and valued them in a very practical way and didn't get too ideological on those things. And that's where I think we lose sight of everything is when the, the parties are controlled by the far right or the far left. Um, the majority of the people are in the middle. Yeah. And I think it's evident, at least in my uh, primary, it was pretty obvious. Um, and then you look at the Republican side, um, the only candidate 
who has a shot on the Republican side is the one who the Republican Party isn't endorsing. <laughs> and, yeah, right. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think when you look at how we should be governing, we should be governing from the middle. And I think that's what Mora will be doing. Now, your idea of the middle might be a little bit different than right. my idea of the middle, but the idea is there's, there's overlap between what um, the, Repu- the Republicans think and the Democrats think, and that's where you can get things done. Well, um, Rep. Markey, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, congratulations, and we're looking forward to talking with you more here on the program about yep. a lot of the work you're doing locally and up on the Hill. Happy. Thanks again, guys. And again, great job with the show. It's really important, I think, for people to have an, uh, an opportunity to speak about particular issues, and I think it makes us better at our job. So keep it up. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate it. Okay. Take care, guys. That was Rep. Chris Markey. Uh, we're taking your calls at 508-996-0500. Good evening. Yeah, good evening, uh, Chris and Marcus. How are hey, you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, we're hanging in there, you know. It's very troubling uh, to hear about these six broken uh, machines, voting machines. I'd like to know if, and maybe you guys can do some in-depth uh, research into it. Are these uh, Dominion voting machines and uh, Dominion software and Smartmatic that the city own? These voting machines, or they do they rent them out just for elections? Um, uh, I'm I'm sure that. So look, I, based on what we're hearing, I think the, the Secretary of State's office has got to come take a look at what happened, um, and they have the, the 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 powers to oversee elections offices locally. That's that's one of the major powers of the Secretary of State's office. So I, I think when that's done, you'll be able to read that report. Yeah, well, I hope it's soon, you know, because it's very, very troubling to hear that, uh, you know, ballots are being left on, on tables and like that gentleman mentioned, uh, under the machine or in some other slot. I mean, uh, it makes, uh, many of us here in the city question the validity, rather validity of this election. And I know that you, uh, you and, uh, and Marcus will get down to the bottom of it. Because we need to know, we don't need another Dominion software, Smartmatic, a fiasco in this city. And when you have a city council, a city council like Ian Abel telling them, look, I don't want to deal with that, call this number. I mean, that's also troubling to me as well. And where, where's Manny DeBrito? We need, we need him uh, on the phone uh, and to explain to us. We want an answer. Why? Uh, I could see one, but six broken machines? Yeah, and the, the gentleman said he had been he had voted about an hour after they opened, so they already had six machines at the apparently at the opening of the polls that were broken. Wow, it's just, it's uh, I find it hard to believe that no one knew about it. You would think that you do a test run on the machines so that when you get election day, it's up and running. But uh, yeah, I know that you guys, I trust you guys are going to get down to the bottom of it and keep up the good work, and I keep listening to you every night. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. So we have to, uh, we have to take a break, and then uh, we'll be back. Um, and we're hearing standby from uh, WBSM's Jess Machado, so we're hopefully, hopefully getting some numbers uh, uh, from her as well. So uh, and this, is this a... Is this a break? Yep. 1420 WBSM can now be heard on 99.5 FM. Is there any better? Get breaking news alerts. Stream audio. Send us text messages. And 
get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com. Hey, welcome back. I'm Marcus. And I'm Chris. We're hearing Haru, One Fair Haven, which I expected. We're just waiting on the... um. We're just waiting on the uh, official numbers from Fairhaven, too. I actually want those for the Strauss race as well, the Strauss-Swift um, uh, race as well. Good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. Thank you for the last couple of months, all the hours and time you guys have put to this election cycle. Thank, Thank you. you. Appreciate, um, appreciate it. As I know from my past experience, every hour on the air, you put a couple hours in behind the scenes. So if you go back from September, October now, so that's a lot of hours for you guys taking a lot of your personal time. Um, I believe there's 54 precincts in New Bedford. Um, there's um, uh, 42. Four, 42. So that's even more discouraging. So six machines out of 42. That's a high percentage. Yes. And usually yeah, they is. do a dry run Thursday or Friday before an election day. And the fact that six had major problems and had to be shut down, that is very discouraging. Manny, Manny and his department is going to have a lot to answer to. And I have nothing but my respect to those people in that department, but that's very discouraging, which is only going to upset people more the next election, frustrate them even more to even possibly even get out. So It is uh, always a pleasure, my friend. It, thank you. Thank you for calling. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Um, it's one of these situations, as I said, um, we're getting bits and pieces of information. Yeah. Um, we'll get a full picture. We, we really need to get a full picture. And if these Fairhaven numbers, uh, I think, uh, depending on how these Fairhaven numbers look, I think we could, might be able to call the uh, the rep race. Depends on how they <laughs> yeah, look. Yeah, I could do it now. But, <laughs> but, yeah, but, I um, could do it now, too. But, the, um, but just, just on, this, on this election issue, situation in New Bedford, um, it is going to take a Secretary of State's investigation, his elections division, to come in and look and just find out. Because what I'd like to have happen, Marcus, if there's nothing really bad... Just put it to rest, but we can't have it lingering, right? Yeah. Let's take another call. Good evening. Hello. Hello. Hey. Uh, This is Ernesto Bello calling back. Hey, buddy. I just want to clarify something because I I think some people are misinterpreting what I'm saying. Um, Ian Abreu uh, was not punting the ball. He was not attempting to make me his escape coat. He simply suggested that he, not only did he suggest, but he said, Ernie, I am going to contact um, the proper people, but I suggest you do the same. Okay. okay. So that it doesn't sound like it, it's coming from, you know, just some squeaky wheel at the political level. And I, I agreed, and I actually uh, thought that that's why I should extend the phone call both to uh, the proper authorities, but also to to you individuals this evening. Um, okay. I do not think that Ian is was trying to right. uh, pass the buck. Okay. Uh, Ian was uh, basically making it uh, known that uh, the more vocal we would be about the suspicions of not necessarily foul well, play. Well, but well listen, that, I, I, know, that, I know Ian very well, and I know that he's going to be paying very close attention to this, and I think, given his position on the council, I think it's something so that he's going to, to be taking action on. Yeah, no, I appreciate I, I you clarifying. I just wanted to clarify sure. because there's some individuals that have uh, made some remarks in uh, both on social media and uh, yeah. possibly even on the radio tonight. I just want to make it very clear that 
he was not trying to pass the buck. He was not trying to evade it right. or kick hey, the hey, ball down the road. I gotta, uh, I gotta take he, this. He, I gotta take this break, man. But we've heard you. Ian didn't pass the buck. He uh, he just told you to call the elections office so they heard it from a constituent and not necessarily just from just an elected official trying to make some noise. Right. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you, thank, thank you so much. Yeah, we appreciate thanks. it. 14 minutes, so this is going to take a little bit. We've got, it's a, <clears throat> so, because it's a general election, it's not the primary, so there's more votes to cast. There's more votes that, I mean, you know, obviously you want turnout, you know, high turnout in both elections, but that's just the reality is there's more votes for them to count today. So <clears throat> we're waiting on uh, results. We're getting them sent to us. We know that we're hearing that <clears throat> Haro won Fairhaven and Hodgson won Dighton, but we were expecting that. So we're waiting for the sheriff numbers, just like you are. If you have any um, voter experiences you want to share, we've had a bunch of people share some actually pretty bad ones today. I think so, Marcus. Um, as I said, my experience at Fairhaven was really nice. <laughs> uh, 